0: Welcome to Languagocity. I'm Christian Prater, the host. In each episode, we talk about how and why people learn languages. The French language is near and dear to my heart. And today I got to interview Alan Taylor, a French professor at Brigham Young University, Idaho. There's always something new that I gain from studying this language. And we get to hear Alan's story on how he learned and how he teaches language.
1: It's neat. It's a different feeling to be able to speak in a different code. Um, that's different than the code you use, the English, which is, of course, English around here, but uh, it gives you a feeling of um, accomplishment, I think, and uh, I've always enjoyed learning a new language, and it just gives me a really a sense of uh, accomplishment and a sense of, kind of like you can do anything in life, so. Mm -hmm. Also, language learning gets you out of a lot of, it's very useful in a lot of situations, especially uh, if you're a, a tourist in a big city and You can't speak the language, but you're the only one in your group who can speak the language. And then you help the group or you can do something important. So language learning can be very, very useful in those situations as well.
0: I first wanted to learn French when I was in high school in 2014. My motivation was to impress people with a skill that I knew would be very difficult to obtain. However, the more I stuck to it, the more I became interested in the culture and the people. I eventually was able to travel to France and speak French to native speakers, and it was a wonderful experience. Um, and uh, what, what led up to that decision of learning French in your life? Um, well, in,
1: I, in junior high, you had to choose a language. Well, they recommended that you choose a language. You didn't have to. Yeah. But they said if you want to go to college later on, you're going to have to know language. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, so I said, so the, the kind of the, the thinking was, this will get you ready, this will get you on the right path, get you head start. So that's why I learned French, um, or like I learned a little bit of French. Yeah. But in junior high, you never really learn that much, usually. So, but I, I, I learned some, and it kind of got me my feet wet a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I like that, and, and I just kind of decided I liked it. I didn't really know how to learn it, even in junior high. I wasn't sure how to learn it. And, there was no real accountability in junior high, it's just like, you know, you're, you're in a few words, you know. That's great, perfect. Um, so it was a little bit, it was, it was, you know, French was still kind of mysterious to me. Mm-hmm. But I always felt it was fascinating to to, to look at the, my French book and think, oh, that's so cool. It'd be so neat to be able to understand all this. And so that's kind of where it went. I was called on my mission, that of course helped. but. Um, I, I just learned French when I got here in, at Ricks College. It was a wonderful class, one of French 102, and just loved it, and just went from there. Uh, I was just, I really didn't know I was, I could learn a language very well, until I got on my mission. And, and I, I knew I was pretty good at it, but I never really worked hard at it. Mm-hmm. So, when you go on a mission, before you go on a mission, you don't really study hard, because you're like, my life's over, so. Might as well just party or whatever. Yeah. So I was more of a musician. I played the flute um, and practiced a lot, and I kind of neglected my other classes. But I did study French a bit and got fairly decent, you know, maybe at lower intermediate level at it. Mm-hmm. Could say a few things and uh, I was fairly fluent in those things. But yeah, I just kind of life kind of gave it to me. You know, when you go on a mission, you're kind of given a language because you're in the country, and that's kind of where I really enjoyed it. And um, I was mostly in, in heavily French-speaking areas in Canada. I went okay. to Canada, So I was very lucky that way too. So I've, I was in a couple of bilingual areas, and then I was in just my last year. I was in only French areas, like almost 90, like 90, 95 percent or more. So it was like being in France, basically, except people had Canadian accents, of course, which is slightly different. But it was uh, it was a good experience, and that's kind of where I really enjoyed French or learned to enjoy it. and... And it was—it was just that's how I got into language learning. Just kind of was swept along by life, and I got more into it in grad school because yeah. because I majored in French because I needed something to finish really quickly. I wanted to get my my bachelor's degree as fast as possible, so I did French. And then after I did that, I couldn't get a job anywhere because it didn't really—it's not like accounting or nursing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where you're, you have like hundreds of possibilities. And so after that, I worked for a year and then I went to grad school and in French as well. So that's how I was able to start teaching. And it's been been a great, great career to have, so very blessed.
0: If you are unable to travel to the country of your target language, consider replicating the culture around you by writing vocabulary for items and things that you interact with the most in your home or living space, on note cards or post-it notes and taping them to those things. The goal is to get used to seeing those words often and associating them with the things you use the most. And if you're really daring, you could change the default language of your devices to your target language, if they are available.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really mostly just getting yourself immersed. I know it's just a cliche thing, but to be really, really great at a language, you have to be immersed. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of great techniques you can use to become Mm -hmm. fairly good fairly quickly, but immersion um, is Probably the very best way, especially yeah. if you can interact while you're immersed, not just be immersed. Yeah. Fluency is speaking without much hesitation. Um, so you can be fluent in a sentence, mm-hmm. or you can be fluent in a paragraph, or you can be fluent just generally. Um, there's definitely different levels of fluency. Um, and also you can be fairly fluent or you can be really fluent. Mm-hmm. Usually people mean fluency is where you can speak without stopping. Um, and um, even if you make errors, it's usually they view yourself, view you as being fluent. Okay. Uh, I have seen people who are uh, students who are fluent, but they have terrible grammar. Mm-hmm. But yet, they're the ones, if, if people are on a field trip, or I mean I mean a uh, study abroad, they're yeah. the ones everyone always comes to get to, stop to speak to people because they just don't care. I had a girl like that in, when I was teaching at Purdue. She just, everything was, it was just infinitives, and she uh, couldn't conjugate verbs, but she just didn't care, just said it. And she talked to everyone in France, and her friends would always come get her to, to speak to people. And a lot of times, French people are just very grateful you're speaking to them, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a big deal for them. But fluency is just um, speaking with less hesitation, usually. OK. And it's not necessarily a grammatical thing, although it's sometimes assumed that you have good grammar as well, so yeah. One way uh, to, to get fluent really quickly is to memorize dialogues.
0: Yeah.
1: You memorize, say, fift- 10 or 15 dialogues that are about no, it might be um, 15 lines total or 15 total phrases. Um, uh, you can get quite fluid actually, quick, fairly quickly. Okay. Um, because what you have is it's called formulaic speech. Because you have actually, well, well, you have good phrases that are actually grammatically correct, assuming you're memorizing and saying correctly. Um, and because of that, that puts those. It put, it's called chunking, but Puts chunks of speech into your brain, and the more, the more language you use, eventually your, your, your brain will actually unpack those chunks and understand the, the grammar in them. Mm-hmm. But, but it, the initial step is to learn the chunks, and once you learn those chunks, um, it, they build on other chunks and they create uh, knowledge that other chunks can attach to as well. So, it's really a really powerful way to like, get fluid quickly is to learn dialogues. That's what I did in German. Before I took German, I, I just memorized a bunch of dialogues and everyone thought I was so good. And uh, I really wasn't, but I just could say quite a few things on an intermediate level. Mm-hmm. So I memorized all the di- all these dialogues. So it's a very useful, very, very useful a powerful technique okay. that the world has forgotten.
0: And what, what methods do you use to memorize those dialogues? Do you use flashcards, other things? To memorize
1: dialogues, um, I just kind of read over it. I, yeah. uh, um, make sure I understand it, look at the translation. and then I, I just go bit by bit I'll just memorize the first two lines then I'll memorize the first four lines or whatever and then I'll just and then I'll practice that for a while. And then sometimes I'll stop and then I'll, I'll memorize the next chunk from just start and then go and then I'll put it together. So that's sometimes that's usually how I'll do it if it's a really long one. I'll uh, divide it up. Um, I usually don't go straight through if it's a really long one. I'll do first half, second half, and then I'll put them together. So um, that's how I do it. People can do it different ways, though. Some people are very good at memorizing better than I am. Mm -hmm. So um, and they they may have different ways of doing it, but that's how I do it. I had a a student tell me, because I interviewed my students, asking what they do to do better. I had a student who was getting 12 out of 15 on a test. She was studying hard, but she wasn't getting, you know, like 14 or 15, which is what I wanted her to get. But the next time she got a 15, so I asked her. But you do She said I take a nap right after I study then I take the quiz and I said, well how does that work she said well when you when you, when you sleep you ruminate over things So you ruminate over the accents and okay and the you know the spelling and things and that and it calms your brain too so you ruminate and it calms you down Oh I didn't think about that she did her, her partner had done that so she tried it and got a 15 as well so I thought that was pretty cool. You just learn those little things as you go
0: along. Thank you for listening to Language Osti. Before you go, consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcasting platform you use. We would love to hear your thoughts. Stay tuned for future episodes where I talk with other language learners and professionals about their language learning journeys. Make sure to follow Language Osti's Instagram page, Language Osti. Stay curious about language learning at Language Osti.